Welcome back, listeners. You're listening to the Woody Allen Retrospective. I'm joined with my co-host for Woody Allen adjacent, James Daniel Walsh. Sir, thank you for joining me on this special episode where we're not going to be talking about movies. We're going to be talking about something else. James, welcome back. I would like to say it's nice to be here, but uh, I can't this time. (laughs) Well, this has been requested. You know, I, I still can't believe, I'm still shocked that this is the only Woody Allen podcast on iTunes. I look, I constantly look for other podcasts to talk about Woody Allen as one of the great film directors of all time, but they're not doing it. So we've got a lot of requests to talk about this new documentary series that came out about Woody Allen's personal life, especially the controversy. James, would you illuminate the listeners on what we are going to be talking about today? Yeah, this is the uh, Allen v. Farrow documentary that HBO is airing. I don't know if it's on just on HBO or specifically HBO Max, but it's a documentary. Uh, well, I use documentary in quotes. It's a hit piece. Basically, a one-sided look at the controversy told exclusively from the Pharaoh's point of view. And uh, I only watched the first episode. I did not watch the rest. So mm. I will save my opinion on... Uh, whatever might have been said in the further episodes since, uh, to be fair, I didn't watch them. I did. I watched all four episodes and it was a painful viewing experience for multiple reasons. Uh, And I'll just state the reasons now. Number one, it's a one-sided affair. It's a slanted documentary. Again, like you said, it's from the Farrell's perspective. Mia Farrell, Dylan Farrell, Ramon Farrell and... I think the other Fletcher Farrell, he he popped up here and there. So it's coming from their perspective. They're basically just discrediting every defense Woody Allen's put up against, you know, every every time the courts, all the cases that came against Woody Allen that were thrown out, they use these four episodes to break them apart. They put the case forward, how Woody Allen is a predator, how he had obsessive tendencies towards Dylan and molested her, and how he's always had an unhealthy obsession with younger women. They draw everything out, and it's just that one side of the story. So it's hard to watch, because I didn't expect that. When I saw the trailer, which I'll play in a moment, I, I thought it was just going to be a documentary looking at the case as a third-person perspective, not from the, we need, we're need we just going to give the Farrells their say. So the title, Alan V. Farrell, doesn't sound right to me. Alan V. Farrell sounds like Alan going against the Farrells when he has hardly anything to do with this documentary. They manipulate him by using his audiobook memoirs to kind of form the narrative against... They use, his, they use his own voice against him. Let me just put it that way. And that bothered me a lot as well. But also, Dylan Farrell, it's her story, her going through, her explaining the pain of everything she's been through about Woody Allen abusing her, it wasn't easy to listen to. And I believe she believes this happened to her. So me listening to someone talk about their pain, it isn't enjoyable to watch. As for Mia Farrell and Ronan Farrell, I don't necessarily like them, but I'll get into that later. So on a whole, I just found that this is a one-sided affair. But I knew that, I kind of knew that going in, because all the, all the reviews were saying that, the directors of this as well, 
I can't even harp on them badly. That would be me being a hypocrite because last year I praised them on the documentary they made where they were exposing the sexual allegations against Russell Simmons, which I thought was very well done. So I think the directors are trying to do a good thing, but they're just coming from a one-sided perspective. So I, uh, that's why I didn't really enjoy this documentary series. But hey, maybe the other side want to have a documentary series as an argument for them. And that's what this might serve as. But yeah, I'll get I'll get more into it, James. But yeah, I, I wasn't I I didn't enjoy this. I just I just really wish this was a a, a more fair discussion, you know, an analysis or journalistic endeavor, and it just isn't. Let's play the trailer and then we'll go from there. This is the story of two of the biggest stars in the world. The father is Woody Allen, writer, director, actor. The mother is Mia Farrow, his co-star and mother of his three children. Say hi. Hi. My family was really close. It was an amazing childhood. But no matter what you think you know, it's just the tip of the iceberg. Woody Allen is one of the most prominent American directors. He was such a cultural figure. Woody Allen, Mia Farrow, that's the ideal power couple. Woody gave her everything she could possibly want. I was over the moon happy. But that's the great regret of my life. I wish I'd never met him. Mia reportedly has a video of their daughter, Dylan, explaining how Allen molested her. Would you give us a comment, Woody? Allen denies child abuse, but freely admits he's in love with another of Pharaoh's daughters, 21-year-old Soon Yi. There was a stack of Polaroid pictures. All of them were of my own child. I remember struggling to breathe. I thought to myself, there has to be another side to the story. Farrow is accused of seeking revenge for Alan's affair with Sioni. She was terribly upset. The report says Farrow may have coached the child to tell the story. Where did he touch you? You brought charges against me as an unfit mother. And I'm going to make him stick. This is a case unlike anything the state of Connecticut had confronted. All of the notes were destroyed. For the first time as an adult, I read the court documents. My reaction was, well, holy shit. Everybody wanted to know how this was going to end. Ready? There's so much misinformation. It doesn't matter what's true. What matters is what's believed. I think that's a poignant note for Mia Farrow to end on. It doesn't matter what's true, it matters what's believed. And right now, in the court of public opinion, you know, Woody Allen is still is still framed as the one that got away. You know, the Me Too villain who got away. We got Harvey, we got Cosby, but Woody Allen got away and we're still fighting the good fight. And, you know, I'm going to ask you, James, what you thought of the first episode, but this is the mindset I want people, this is the question I want to ask anyone. And I want to ask you, James. I I, I already know your answer, but I, I really want the listeners to think about this. James, can I ask you, sexual assault is a horrible crime, right? Do you think being accused of it wrongly is just as heinous of a crime? Yes, but not just against the person that's being lied about, but against the people who this has actually happened to. 
and who when when one of these people is exposed as having lied about being raped or molested it opens the door to people saying well maybe this person i know or maybe this other person this celebrity who's claiming this or this public figure or even you know my friend or whatever maybe they're lying maybe they aren't telling the truth every time this is exposed as somebody having lied it hurts the people who have actually been through this if you feel that way i'm just i think anyone who feels that way who feels like being accused of something you didn't do is just as heinous as the crime itself don't you owe it to yourself to listen to both sides and that's always been my problem with people attacking myself or woody allen fans because they just want to hate him because of mostly him marrying mia's daughter which is not not good you know horrible bad man fine i completely agree woody allen's an asshole for doing that but they just cast him as a slime ball and just lump him in as a pedophile based on not based on evidence hasn't even been proven they just hate him hate him mm. off the bat and they just go with that feeling not yeah. even given a chance at the evidence that that is there's a lack of evidence a, a serious lack of evidence and very good means of opportunity of hang of, of crucifying him you know and it, some would even say a reasonable reason for mia coming against woody in this way maybe even tricking herself into believing wanting to believe it because she hates him that much but is any of that is is anyone going to even entertain that notion for woody allen because you know he's that he he likes younger women and he married his daughter so doesn't i don't care someone actually said that to me you know you know what it doesn't matter if he didn't really touch he married his ex's daughter that's you know he might as well be one i hear that a lot as well two two things to say right now two two comparisons to make uh woody likes younger women woody has a an unnatural obsession with uh younger women my counter mick jagger or just about any other rock star who date much younger women and people just go oh mick jagger he's not a monster he's just this is him living the rock star lifestyle and it's just okay it's just accepted it's not seen as he's not cast as a villain my second thing to say would be Woody hooked up with his, really his exes, because they weren't even together at the time, but hooked up with um, his partner's uh, daughter. Okay, my counter, Morgan Freeman, who hooked up with his step-granddaughter. These things happen, and what Woody did was disgusting. I wouldn't argue that. I think most Woody Allen fans wouldn't argue that. But there's this, if it's not okay for him to have hooked up with not even his stepdaughter, with his partner's adult daughter, but it isn't okay for Morgan Freeman, or it is okay for Morgan Freeman to have hooked up with his step-granddaughter. You can see how it's like, well, we like Morgan. We like him. We don't like Woody. And because we don't like him, we're going to 
crucify him for this thing that another person can do and we don't care and it is entirely about not about um they, they can't they can't say well he molested dylan because they don't most of them don't even look into it most of them think what when it's they're saying well woody abused his daughter most of, most people think they're talking about sunyi yeah so they don't have the facts they're, they they're not interested in the facts they just hear woody allen did this thing and you know especially since woody hasn't really been he hasn't really been they, they they talk in the first episode about how relevant he was and how influential he was and all this stuff in 1977 to 1988 okay but since then he's only had sporadic hits most yeah. of which he didn't star in yeah so it's not even him up front doing his little his character i i looked at the you know you praised the directors for a, a previous documentary what i saw was dramatic music and then you know they they have a a, a shot of like a, a tabletop with pictures of dylan as a child and a jar of gummy bears and it's all so manipulative it isn't a documentary in the sense of like the way they used to do documentaries where it was almost like practically like a news story. Yeah. It was, here are the facts, here are interviews with people, here's maybe related footage that we have, but we're not going to put dramatic music under it. We're not going to, at that point, you're making a movie. You're not making a documentary. So the first episode that I watched, it was, it was enough. It was exactly what I thought it would be. It was Woody did it. Not we're going to examine things from Dylan's point of view and we're going to give her a platform, but we're going to leave it up to the viewer. All they do at the end, that there's a, a title card at the very end before the credits, Woody Allen denies that he ever sexually abused Dylan. That's it. That's a, that, that feels like a legal thing. That just feels like legally. It's 100% a legal thing. Yeah, yeah. They would not have included that if they didn't have to. So let me interject here and say, um, it's so hard, man, because I watched this series. I couldn't watch it all in one go because I really wanted to listen. And I do want to focus on Dylan because I've spoken about Woody and Sunyi a lot. And mm -hmm. this is the chance to give Dylan her say. So I thought, you know what? Even though I think she's Dylan's been completely manipulated, I just want to hear what she's got to say and i want to hear this quote-unquote new evidence that they've unearthed and the director said they've read thousands of pages and in fact why don't i just play the clip because this they they really not only not only by the way did they do a four-part miniseries on hbo on hbo's youtube channel they got a four-part podcast where they go through every episode and they talk about even more things to just further push forward and it when it really comes down to it, when you look at all the facts they bring up, it's nothing is new. Like when they did the investigation against Woody Allen, they brought all of this up. This is maybe something that the public doesn't know because, you know, Woody Allen isn't in the current zeitgeist of popular culture. People don't know about this case. 
So a lot of the reviews I saw on Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb, they're like, wow, this is this is a riveting exploration. But they, a lot of people have never heard this before. And again, this is just one side of the story. This is a half truth. And the thing I found amusing, and again, I'm, I, I still want to praise, this is what I want to praise about this documentary. I call this half truths because when they, I'm, I'm right with you. In the first episode, they're praising Woody Allen a lot. They talk about how he's such an accomplished film director. Mia Farrow talks about their relationship in a positive way when she met him. You know, he swept off her feet, showed in New York. And then she starts to talk about Woody's kind of reluctance to be a father at all. Like, she admits Woody Allen, and they use his own voice from the audiobook to say, Woody Allen says, I'm not interested in kids at all just keep me um that's just if can we have a relationship outside of that and then me and father kind of says that i thought that was weird but i wanted a boyfriend i had what nine children and i thought you know yeah maybe i can have my cake and eat it too so what he says that himself so they're both on the same page a lot of this isn't manipulated they both agree that okay mia said this Woody said that all of it me and woody on the same page about their relationship in the beginning all sounds good me loves woody great 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 up until the point where Soon Ying becomes of age. As soon as he gets to, I think the interesting part, and I'm, I'm very scatterbrained right now because my brain is just jumping all over these four hours right now, but as soon as they adopted Dylan, I think that's the turning point for the story of Mia, Mia Farrow and Woody Allen because, again, I think they're both honest. They both say that. Woody says it in the audiobook, Mia says it. When Dylan came along, Woody's attitude as a parent changed. He suddenly became interested and became fascinated with Dylan. So I thought, okay, still on the same page. Woody says this as well in his book. He loved Dylan. She's just so different. And he became obsessed with her. Woody said this to a certain extent on his own audiobook as well. To the point where they got a therapist involved to say, you know what, Woody's relationship, he, Woody went from liking no children to being obsessive about the one. So I thought, okay, Woody did say that he had this, you know, kind of a special relationship with Dylan to the fact, and I don't know if, was this in the first episode, uh, James, remind me, if she mentions bringing Woody to that therapist about Dylan and their relationship, which she found was a bit too, a bit uncomfortable. Did you, did you hear that part? Yeah. Yeah. And even Mio confessed that, yeah, I took, him, I took them to the therapist. The therapist said, Woody does have like a, a, an unhealthy relationship with Dylan, you know, but it's not sexual. Now, the reason I bring this up is because in Woody's book, he talks about how Mia is a weird mother just like him. Like, she took Ronan Satchel at the time and she kept him all to herself. She coddles her children. And I'm just thinking, all this stuff they're talking about, Woody being a weird father, but Woody says the same about Mia, but you don't, you don't hear any of that. Ooh. All you hear about Woody this, Woody that, Woody this, I'm like, fine. But everything... Every person who's spoken about Mia who said the same thing of Woody. I've heard similar things said about Mia, but the, the directors never got into that at all. Well, you know, here's what I was thinking about it after I watched it. Woody says Mia was abusive. Mia says Woody was abusive. Dylan and Ronan say Woody was abusive. Uh, Sunni and Moses say Mia was abusive. Mia was abusive. So what you've got. Mm -hmm is it's a wash i mean you can't yeah uh, this is where i you know i i am 
uh, you know, we talked about this after we read the uh, apropos of nothing. I became even sure that Woody was innocent, but nobody can be a hundred percent sure. Sure, because we weren't there. Because <laughs> we weren't there. But I mean, for every one person who has evidence or they witness something, you have another person who says that didn't happen, or no, it was Mia who was the one who was terrorizing the kids. Yeah. So you and I have, have looked into this as much as any person can that isn't involved. And when you're outside of things and you're interested in them and you, you know, you want to know the truth, you can only get to a certain point. You can only go so far with it. And then you have to make up your mind on what you believe. And you and I have done that. Most people don't. Most people just go, oh, he married his daughter. You know, he's a child molester. And they don't, they don't, they couldn't, they couldn't name a Woody Allen movie. You know, they don't even know anything about him. They just go, oh, he's that, he's that creepy little guy in the glasses, right? Oh yeah, he probably did it. So all the stuff I know that other people have said is not in this documentary. All the mm. stuff, because it's almost equal parts. Everything Mia will say about Woody, you know, other children said about Mia. Mm -hmm. That's what's frustrating about this documentary. It's not fair. It's just kind of propaganda-ish. So I'm mm -hmm. just like, except for Dylan, which again, I, I, I'll get to in a moment. So Mia basically begs Woody to adopt Dylan, Moses, and uh, Satchel, a.k.a. Ronan. And as soon as he does that, you know, soon after he has the affair with Sunyun, and then everything changes. After that, two criminal investigations are made on Woody Allen, one in New York, one in Connecticut, because Woody lives in New York, and Mia lives in Connecticut, so there's two investigations. They both can't bring criminal, you know, they can't find enough evidence against Woody Allen, and this documentary goes into reasons why those investigations are flawed. So Ooh. that's mostly what this documentary is breaking down how the investigations made by the New Haven, uh, I, I can't remember what they're called, the New, New Haven Institute, why they were flawed and why now the paperwork is not even there. But at the time when the whole world was paying attention and everyone was tearing it apart, they couldn't find anything. But again, the, the narrative of this docu-series docu is that everyone's lying. The media loves Woody. Mia is innocent. Mia is a philanthropist. Mia loves children. Mia has done nothing wrong. And it's it's just black, it's just black and white mm -hmm. for the, every single episode. When it comes to Dylan, I believe that she's a pawn in a feud between her parents. Now, Dylan addresses this in the later episodes say that you can't tell me my truth but it's not me per se that's doing that it's the investigators at the time who deemed that she isn't seeing you know reality properly that she's being caught stuff like that so in my mind she she's not a credible witness even though she because she was seven her, her her mother was furious with Woody but up until that point he never did anything to any of the other kids except for marrying her other kid which again doesn't paint Woody in a good picture. So mm. I'm just this whole thing to me is such a mixed bag of shit between their dysfunctional relationship 
that I'm just like, how can anyone just come to any conclusion watching this? And as for the directors, like I said, I've watched one or two of their previous documentaries where their means are good. Like they want to do something good for Survivor and stuff like that. And they believe, obviously, Dylan is, has been abused and Woody's gotten away with it. But they don't. They just don't seem to care about the other evidence. They just see Woody as another one that got away, another powerful white man in Hollywood or entertainer that got away. And it's just, it's a shame. I'm disappointed in them because I've liked their previous documentary against Russell Simmons. But I can see why they can be blinded by the celebrity and by the power of another, you know, powerful figure, which is Woody Allen. You know, it's really disappointing to me. I'm gonna. Let me play the trailer of them talking about making this documentary and then we'll talk some more about it. I would want everyone to know that we came to this with no agenda, completely open mind, no bias. I only knew what the public knew. And I was at first reluctant to actually look into it because I had assumed because of all this media coverage that most of the story had been covered. We interviewed Dylan initially, it was actually for a different project. And then in the course of our interview, we thought, oh my God, there's so much more here. How did I not know this? And we started diving in. As we got into it and, you know, working with our one of our producers, an incredible investigative producer, Amy Hurdy, it was a three-year investigation. And over those three years, she got this incredible amount of information. We had tens of thousands of pages of documents. We felt a, you know, a great responsibility to get the story right. And so we were very careful on our fact-checking. We continue to be. I mean, we have a very rigorous process. It goes through multiple fact-checkers, actually, before we even give it to our, our attorney and then goes to HBO attorney. So this has been vetted very, very rigorously. Okay, they say the information has been vetted, but 95% of the information isn't new. So the, to my mind, there was nothing to vet because everything they brought up was already in the cases anyway. The only thing they are doing is disputing the claims for one reason or another, which isn't, which is more or less hearsay. He said, she said. There's a, a journalist called Kathy Young. She made a write-up about this, which is called Alan V. Farrell, Intellectually Dishonest Propaganda Meets Emotional Blackmail, which I think is a good side piece breaking down how the inconsistencies and bias to this is so blatantly obvious. But you have to be you have to want to know. The other side you have to want to hear it you have to like Woody Allen this is the thing I keep telling people I'm not in love with Woody Allen I like his movies I think him as a person is pretty shady to be perfectly honest with you but I don't think he's a pedophile I think he's innocent of this crime and I think if you look at the evidence evidence and you look bit by bit by bit and you believe these thorough cases that were done when they say that uh the the media loved him what's the media got to do with the court what's the media got to do mm. with the investigation they have nothing to do with it you know mm. so and i don't and uh, there's a lot of hearsay about uh, irrelevant stuff about woody allen as a filmmaker like that's that's younger women that's got nothing to do with the case well like i said to, to, to that, that accusation goes out the window when you just look at every other celebrity who has hooked up with younger women and some women who've hooked up with younger men you know it happens when you're rich and powerful and you can do that you know is it a good thing is it a bad thing you have to judge that as a whole and not just judge it on the the actions of one person 
I think we've said multiple times, Rick Morley on YouTube, Rick Morley did a a documentary series of his own that was two hours called Woody Allen is Innocent. And I just say to people, listen, if you want to watch this documentary, Alan V. Farrell, that's fine. If you just want to blind, if you want to see one side of the story, fine. But just, just listen to the other side. That's why I, that's why I watched this four-part documentary. Even though I believe Woody Allen's innocent, I want to hear what they have to say. But they didn't have any new evidence. What they had that was new was they had this tape that hasn't been made public of Mia, Mia Farrell recorded the tape of Dylan Farrell explaining how Woody Allen molested her. You know, apparently he molested her. But then, you know, Mia Farrell could have edited that tape. What? Why? What, obviously, it just seems a bit... I mean, it's not evidence. It's just a tape of her recording her daughter say something that was the basis of this whole new this this the whole two cases why and is this new evidence you can completely counter that with uh i think it was moses who said uh that he witnessed that and that like mia had to just keep doing multiple takes because dylan wasn't getting it right you know oh, where did daddy touch you oh he touched me on my shoulder oh no 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 honey remember what you have to say you have to say he touched you down there you know that's can i ask you a and question then, one yeah. of the things they keep saying is that the, the people that um interviewed dylan about the case who was trying to you know see if she was coerced or not said they interviewed dylan nine times was it nine or twelve times when she was a kid and everyone in this documentary is way too much it just shell-shocked her it just but i'm like hold on let's let's flip that argument if they only interviewed her once or twice is that really enough like, well, yeah. why is so much time just to accurately get the story right too much? But then if she only said it three times, that's enough. Mm -hmm. I mean, th their their defense, or, or it's really frustrating that no, they just they don't really have real evidence, but they're just using emotion and the emotion of Dylan. When you sit here yeah. and watch Dylan go over the abuse and how it's affected her, it sounds horrible. By the way. Mm -hmm. Do you know who believes um, Dylan as well? Mm. Woody Allen. Woody Allen believes oh. Dylan. Let, let, let me play a clip about that. The smear has remained, and they still prefer to cling to, if not the notion that I molested Dylan, the possibility that I molested her. Nothing that I ever did with Dylan in my life could be misconstrued as that. As a 30-something woman now, you know, it's devastating to watch her recount what she says happened. Yeah, so she does, and I believe she thinks it. She's a, she was a good kid, and I believe she thinks it. And I, don't, I do not believe that she's, that she's making it up. I don't believe she's lying. She, Woody Allen himself doesn't believe she's lying. She comes across as genuine. This is my, not defensive of Dylan, but I, I can see that pain in her, and it bothers me a lot because... When you go back to 92 and watch interviews and hear the things about Mia and the stuff they don't put in this documentary, like, for example, the picture that Mia sent Woody of the knives in all the children and Woody's head, the yeah. voicemail she sent. Oh, sorry, I forgot to mention another piece of new evidence they bring in this documentary is are phone calls that both Woody Allen and Mia Farrell recorded of each other. And most of it has got to do with Sun Ying. Sun Ying 
How could you sleep with her? And Woody Allen sounds like a scumbag. He's like, oh, I don't know why I did that. And, you know, maybe we should try again. He sounds like a, a fucking asshole. But mm-hmm. what's that got to do with with uh, Dylan Farrell? And then when he does say, you know, you touch my daughter, why did you do that? You know, the way they edit it just makes it sound like he's guilty without even saying anything. And it's just like, this is really manipulative. And it's not evidence. Either way, it's just, it's just emotional. It's just yeah. emotional. And that's, you know, I, I raised three girls and when I would, I always knew when they were telling me the truth, especially the, the younger that they were, because when a kid tells you the truth, you get a story from A to B. This is what happened when they're lying. They say, um, well, Okay, see, what happened was this happened. And then, oh, wait, I forgot this part. And then, you know, and it just rambles and goes back and forth and everything. And so for, and again, I'm not saying Dylan lied. I'm saying Dylan was told what to say, that it was drilled into her head. But the the reason she had to keep going back and keep going back and telling the story over and over and over again was probably because the story kept changing. I, I know that's because it, it says that's in the documents yeah. that, that the story kept changing, that it was never consistent, it was never the same. Woody was never arrested because the story wasn't believable. There was no evidence, and Dylan wasn't able to be consistent with the fiction. And... Uh, Again, this is all stuff that the I'm sure the documentary left out, and I I, I do want to I do want to address the fact that I didn't watch the rest of it, um, and that I didn't even want to watch the first episode. Um, oh well, you you just believe Woody. You don't want to hear you don't want to hear Dylan's side of things. The first thing is I that just this year, I have been on kind of a media blackout. You know, I I I've gotten so tired of being manipulated by all sorts of media including entertainment media i don't watch any news about movies any uh news about government or anything i've just been i've just for my own mental health reasons said to myself i'm tired of being angry all the time i don't want to feel this way anymore and i need to step back and away from it the second thing is as far as this documentary went that trailer tells you everything you need to know about what you're going to be you know that 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 line and it's almost like a line that was designed straight for the trailer you know you think you know everything but that's just the tip of the iceberg that's a trailer line that's that's something you say for a trailer yeah that's tmz it sounds like expose kind of you know i i just thought to myself do i want to sit down and spend four hours of my life being angry and annoyed and being told things. If, if you if if you told me, if you had messaged me and said, Oh my God, James, this documentary, it's got some new, it's got some new evidence. I think you need to watch this. It'll change your mind. I would have watched it. But every review that I saw, and you know, from talking to you about it, it's like, no, this is all the same old shit. It's all stuff that we already know. 
you know, the only new angle I got from the documentary is that clearly Woody Allen, when it comes to children, his mindset shifted. Like he didn't want kids and, you know, everyone, I really loved the kind of um, conversation that started online because a whole generation of people that never even knew about this controversy. They don't know Woody Allen. He's, you know, he's just an old man director, but he's the one that got away. So reading the comments now of what they think this you know this documentary is like standing as the first introduction to the case mm -hmm. and he's just another creepy old white rich white guy that got away with it and everyone that uh, you know everyone that has defended him and even the actors and hollywood that have just ignored him for so long they're all complicit and you know they they show the actors turn and tell they show the actors that donated their money back and you know the people that like Kate Winslet, I regret working with Woody Allen. I never should have done that. You know, they show all that and show you know little remorse. But and I'm still kind of confused at why people I, now that now that they're you know these people are not fans. These new people are not fans. I'm talking about everyone that watched it. Everyone I saw on IMDb, if you go to Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb, you read the reviews, I really wanted to get a feel of how people, are people fooled by this? Are not, are, can people see this is like a one-sided affair? This is a, a half-truth. There's there's some things here that are true. They've kind of used Woody's voice against him, taking out the audio book. What do people think of it? And most people just like believe victims, believe Dylan, Dylan's story, but for the four hours that this documentary series is, not all of it is about the controversy. A lot of it is about Mia Farrell's life, about Ronald Farrell's life, about Dylan, you know, being a mother now. And I'm again, I'm just like, why is this so long? And what? And then you told me before about Ronan having a backdoor deal with HBO yeah. to do documentaries. That's why they got four episodes. That's and if you when we heard the director talk about it this was meant to be a different documentary but then it just thought nah you know we could turn this into a woody allen thing woody v uh, allen v farrell and the whole thing just be it just seems constructed to just bank on this me too takedown era of documentary films and uh, you know only i, I don't know i i, I just I don't know, man, because I'm just, I'm a bit disappointed that people just are not even interested to hear the other side. But I understand that because of Woody's relationship with one of Mia's daughters, they just don't care any, they just, they still to this day, even fresh faced, not having any background, that's enough for them to ride it off and think, just throw the baby out with the bathwater. And, you know, like I said in the very beginning, is accusing someone of something unjustly don't you think that at least warrants you looking at both sides, even if you don't like the person? It's just well, so wrong. I, I have to I have to correct you on one thing because I I, I don't believe that um, the documentary would be about Ronan because Ronan would never make anything about himself. He would never take a platform for victims and make it entirely about himself. To be when, honest, to be honest that, with you. Yeah, go on. Now that you finish your thought, go on. That's how the guy has made his fucking career. Yeah. Is you know, oh well, this no, this isn't about me. This is about the victims. Now let me tell you the story about going and meeting somebody in a dark garage, and let me tell you the story about 
you know, and make make myself sound like I'm Jason fucking Bourne. And he is the most manipulative asshole to and and to do this to include his sister in and her pain in his just his own trying to build his own legend i find him absolutely repulsive he doesn't come off well by the way uh the mia the the Farrell family don't actually come off well in this documentary and it's apart from dinner mia and Ron, especially Ron, he admits that he never, he didn't even want Dylan to think about this for a long time. I think well into his adult years, way before, you know, when his journalism star was starting to rise, he was still like, why are you bringing this up? He said it, he said it in the documentary clearly. And that one day he just asked her outright what happened. And there's this part between him and Dylan where they talk about when they had that discussion and when he came to realize, you know what? I need to look at, now that I'm a journalist, I need to look into this. I, holy shit man this is this is something and it does sound well one he sounds like an arsehole for not believing the sister in the first place and number yeah. two he seems like when you know when he became a journalist and had all of his journalistic skills and he was like you know what let me put my journalist hat on and get into this and then reveals if for those who don't know he kind of started this whole thing because Dylan said the day she that she stood up and became vocal was when I think it was um, Diane Keaton was talking about an acceptance, how Woody Allen writes amazing female characters. She said it in one of her ex acceptance speeches for one of the movies, or maybe they were honoring Woody at one point. I think it was in, like in 2014 or something. And then Dylan said she felt so shell-shocked and triggered. But Ronan tweeted that he was the one that kind of tweeted that, oh, by the way, my father's a child molester and he you know abused my my sister and then she was like oh my god he's getting a lot of a lot of feedback from this i'm gonna it's time for me to step up nothing wrong with her doing that because she feels like you know he got away with it or whatever but ronan he does seem a bit like an opportunist because he didn't care before read the case and now that like, no now i got the power i need to do something which he, again which he said i i felt like a I felt like it was my moral duty as a journalist to step up for my sister. It, it, it sounded, it sounded phony. Two things about that. One, it wasn't his place to thrust her out into the spotlight. It wasn't his place. It wasn't. To, honestly, it it, it 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 sounds like outing somebody as as gay. It, that's not your thing that you get to do. But the other thing is, as a journalist. And I'm going to put that word in quotes when it comes to him. There's one thing, one thing that every journalist, first and foremost, has to have, and that's objectivity. They have to be impartial. They have to look at a story <laughs> yeah. that they yeah. aren't a part of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a bit biased, isn't it? It's your own dad. <laughs> I mean, when I, I, <laughs> I, I uh, wrote a, a novel a couple of years back, and... Um, and part of it had to do with the media. And so I wanted to get an opinion about this. And I, I found a, a newspaper editor willing to talk to me. And I'm not going to get into the whole like plot of the story, but like the, the journalist in my book is reporting on somebody that she knows. And the thing that the editor told me is that would never be okay. 
because even if she hasn't seen him for 20 years, she knows him. That makes her part of the story. That means she has no objectivity. Any responsible newspaper editor wouldn't let her report on this. And Ronan, he he went into this to, you know, he putting his journalist hat on or whatever, with his sister, you know, crying and saying, you know, this happened to me and this has affected my life and I tried to kill myself or I cut myself or whatever. So that means he has no objectivity. He's looking to prove her right. And you can never that you can't trust anything that he reports on it because it's it's too close and he should know that as a journalist so um mia farrow she comes off fragile kind of naive especially she acts like woody just walked off her feet and she's so innocent but to get with a man who doesn't like kids, she sounds. She came off sounding a bit selfish. With originally wanting to date a guy, even though she got kids, the guy doesn't want anything to do with the kids. It sounds hella weird, and that's the point where I didn't even want to watch anymore. Like I don't want to hear about you and Woody's, you know, weird May December artist and director. Like it seems that it seemed like a very opportunistic relationship this weird symbiosis that the love died out then he got with her daughter it's really it's 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 not a nice it's just not nice it's nasty just hearing woody's creepy for doing that and mia keeping it going it just seems a bit suspect but she got kids to feed mouse to feed so from a a, a, a purely pragmatic approach i can see why she stayed with him for that long but it's the whole thing is just sickly honestly nobody comes out good in their forget about the documentary in their lives the whole family is just dysfunctional you know yeah but when it this is all about the criminal accusations it's just wrong and i don't personally i don't like defending woody allen i actually don't like it because again, I don't like certain things that he's done in his personal life, but I guess he hasn't crossed that line for me because he isn't guilty of the molestation because there's just no real evidence. But then, more recently, so after Woody Allen released um, his book last year, twenty twenty, apropos nothing, CBS actually see it was a CBS Good Morning. The same, you know, Gail. I think Gail King did that interview with um, uh, Dylan. She did. Yeah, and the same uh, company, broadcasting company, did an interview with Woody Allen for his book and they didn't release it. Last year, they didn't release an interview they did with Woody Allen. They only released it last week or two weeks ago on Paramount Plus behind behind the paywall and it was Woody Allen being very candid about the whole Dylan Farrell thing. I've got a clip of it. And they asked Woody the hard questions. I couldn't get the whole thing because I think people want to hear Woody's side. Now, at the time of the, at the time they recorded this documentary, they hadn't done the Allen versus Farrell documentary, so Woody isn't commenting on that. Woody is just commenting on Dylan Farrell and Mia Farrell and the controversy, and 
he talks about Soon Ying and they asked him the hard questions. And again, these are the kind of comments Woody Allen makes that makes people hate him. Was there ever a, a moment that you thought that that would be inappropriate? That this is your, your girlfriend's adopted daughter? No, there was daughter. never a moment that it wasn't the most natural thing in the world. Because Even though she was Mia's adopted daughter, that didn't give you pause? No, it didn't give me pause because uh, the relationship with Sunni was very gradual. It wasn't like I went out with her one night and kissed her. So Woody touched on that on his own audiobook about how their relationship came out, which they play, by the way, in the documentary, Elephant Fifao, they play the part where he talks about getting with Sunni. And it, again, doesn't sound good at all. Sounds horrible. But in the documentary, they try to tie it more to grooming, where they say that, yeah, we spoke to Woody Allen's doorman, and, you know, Soon Yin started seeing Allen from when she was in high school. She used to go to his room. Now, we couldn't say what was going on in that room, but she would leave at weird times, and they would insinuate that, you know, one time there was a cleaning lady that went to Woody Allen's room after <sighs> Soon Yin left, and she found condoms. So, for all we know, Woody Allen was grooming. So, here's, here's another question. Soon Yin has come out to say Woody Allen never touched her at all through, you know, inappropriately underage at all to this day. She's married to him for, what, more than two decades. Why don't we want to believe her? Yeah. Well, that's that's the question, isn't it? Because it's between her and Moses... Why don't we want to believe them? Let me throw that question to you, James. Why don't we want to believe the other children that Mia Farrow isn't the greatest mother and that Mia Farrow coached them? What's the reason to not believe them? Because Ronan Farrow would fucking crucify them. Forget about that. If it it wasn't for Ronan Farrow, is there another reason why they would lie? The only other reason I could think is it doesn't fit the narrative that they want that, that this happened, but it's it's i mean okay this is a weird comparison but i do think it's probably apropos johnny depp and amber heard right you know you've got the media so ready to destroy johnny depp and so you know he's fired from pirates of the caribbean and he's fired from fantastic beasts and he's you know his uh he had a movie with forrest whitaker and they they uh won't even release it and then it comes out that there's actual hard evidence that amber heard was the abuser and the media is just sort of like yeah no we don't want to that's not the story we want to tell because we're in this me too era and and to the me too era that strangely only seems to revolve around female victims thank you and by the way thank you for bringing it up because Amber Heard's court case was here in the UK, where I am, against the Sun newspaper, and they found Amber Heard. They sided with Amber Heard, so Woody Allen's case. Uh, sorry, <laughs> Woody Allen. Johnny Depp's case got thrown out. So in that case, you've got the court system siding with an actor. So why is that not wrong? Because obviously, the court in '92, those two cases in two different states that found Woody Allen, they couldn't. They couldn't get they could they couldn't pin anything on him they were obviously supporting him right so they're crucified and you throw out all of their evidence but amber heard now yeah when the sun is is you know when the sun and the courts are in her favor and they're supporting her where's the backlash 
It's not apples. It's it's not apples to apples, but you know, it's it's again one of the reasons why I I sort of had this media blackout rule because th- that was one of the stories where I was just like this. This is entirely one sided, and only one person is. And I'm not saying just like with Woody and and uh, Sunyi. We're both in agreement that, to, at least to start with, Woody was a creep. And I think anybody would agree, Johnny Depp is, he's not necessarily a good guy. Yeah. But that doesn't make him an abuser. And that a, a, a guy like that can be the victim of the abuse, but it doesn't, it doesn't sell the narrative that they want which is you know uh, men you know, the only time that you, you you see men uh in this me too movement is gay men like with uh the guy who accused kevin spacey yeah the guy from star trek discovery yeah the guy yeah. who played yeah i'm, I'm and yeah. and then okay we'll tell that guy's story but when it comes to the one i feel the worst for Sunyi is one thing moses pharaoh why won't anybody listen to him? Okay, I can tell you why. And this is how they frame it. In, and I, I need to stay on focus. So I really want to take apart the documentary because people, there's some people listening that don't want to watch a documentary. So I want to do my best to feed you all the things you're missing. Here's the argument against Moses Farrell. Moses Farrell was one of the three Woody actually adopted, right? Moses loved Woody. He loved Woody so much. He was like... You know, Woody was his icon. He wore the same glasses as Woody. They show footage. I don't know if you saw this part. They show footage of Woody yeah. kind of framing a scene of him acting. So uh-huh. that relationship was so tight. He loves and adores Woody. So, I, again, this is what I, some, one of, one or a few of the tactics that they used, the directors used, I didn't like. So when the controversy was swinging and Woody came out, and obviously Mia locked Woody out of the house was talking shit about him to the kids this guy had sex with your your um your sister you know this is a very bad man moses was very upset wrote a damning letter to woody you ruined everything they plastered in the documentary they plaster the the letter that he wrote i hate you woody you've disappointed me how do you destroy our family so they're like yeah once upon a time moses didn't like woody but now he misses his dad and he sided with his dad because he always loved his dad. So they're framing it where Moses always loved Woody, you know, and now that he's older, he's just gone back to the love of his life because, you know, he loved his dad, he misses his dad, and that's why he's he's turned tail on Mia, you know? And I'm just like, he's not the one that got abused, and he's saying his piece. He lived in that house. Why are we ignored just because it's well, basically he sides of Woody, he's out. Forget yeah. about he was in the house. Forget about he lived there. Forget about he saw things. You know, once you side of Woody, you're null and void. Forget that he says he was abused, just not by Woody, by Mia. You know, that I mean that's that's Moses's that's the real, you know, the whole thing about I I believe Woody, I, I was there that day, this didn't happen. That's one thing. But he also is saying, I was abused. Not only was I abused, my siblings were abused. Uh, you've got 
at least two, maybe more, I can't remember now, of Mia's kids who killed themselves. Yeah, uh, that's that's actually a really sad one of them. I think she was um, wheelchair bound. Yeah. And I think she had uh, Mia digitally edited a, a out of a photo because I think they, was it? I forgot what president, Mia and Ronan, I don't think it was Obama. I think it was um, the former president before Obama. Or was it Bill Clinton? I think uh, they met Bill Clinton, Mia and Ronan and her other daughter who killed himself. So they, they actually photoshopped it out of the picture. And it was all over the news that, you know, not only did she photoshop her out, but that daughter always said she was ignored. And Mia said that she was just whiny. And then she killed herself. And, you know, Mia was kind of like, kind of silent on it. But again, the filmmakers don't bring any don't bring any of that up. Why? Because maybe they thought it was irrelevant. But some would argue her parenting skills and some of the things Woody has accused her of, you know, is relevant to this documentary. But hey, but hey, let's not forget, let's be fair to the directors. They asked Woody to participate and he declined. So what did they do? They went and got his audiobook and spliced all the parts they wanted to fit the narrative. Well, they asked him to participate two months before the documentary was supposed to air. Which he declined. And he then declined. they went and got his audiobook, which I think is pretty slimy, yeah. in my opinion. Well, and I want to ask I want to ask you a question about the because I didn't see the the further. Yeah, you might as episodes. well ask all the questions. Ask for the ask for <laughs> listeners. Ask for any any question you want. I'll try to be fair. Um, guys, I'm trying not to be biased. I'm just mm-hmm. telling you what I saw honestly. So yeah, James, ask your questions. Is any of the accusations against Mia addressed and also to do the do does Mia's brother or uh Roman Polanski ever get brought up? Those two never. What Fuck. Mia, <laughs> Mia Yeah, but again they might they in their mind it's irrelevant. As for um anything against Mia by any of the other kids, they bring up Moses saying that he uh, 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 she abused him, but it's like a letter. It's just a blog post. It's not him saying it or it's like Moses later wrote a blog post to say Mia abused him. It's like three seconds, fades in, fades out. Mia does admit she hits Soon Ying after she found out about her and Woody, which is what Woody said also in her book. So, you know, there's, again, I feel like there's a lot of half-truths. A lot of the things Woody accused Mia of and said, they don't edit, like, and most of it's just got to do with their getting together. Like, she agrees. Everything Woody said about how they got together, she agrees with verbatim. You know, they didn't live together. They, she agrees verbatim. He didn't want any kids. She agrees as well. Pretty much, they, they're right in line until singing and that comes up then their stories go on opposites and and woody was a monster and i wish i never met him by that time you say you wish you never met him you'd already benefited from a wealthy career in entertainment where he had you done what 10 years worth of films with him you'd won numerous awards and you wish you never met him i mean he funded your whole career he changed yeah. your life now yeah, i mean no nobody would have if 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 not for Woody Allen, our memories of Mia Farrow would be Rosemary's baby and that'd be it. And you know, she said something interesting, which I found I wouldn't say amusing, but kinda like 
I don't know. She said it with a straight face. They asked her, has she ever been with a man since Woody Allen? And she said, yes, but he, she would never bring any future partner to home because in the back of her mind, she'll always be worried that they might go after one of her children. And when I heard her say that, I just thought it was a very twisted thing to say. Very twisted thing to say and also goes to show she doesn't trust herself. I don't think that's a condemnation of like, uh, well, Woody made it so that if the, the way that I would read that, I don't even know if it's the way she means it, but to say, I brought this predator into my kids' lives and I don't trust that I wouldn't do it again. And that's, that, that, goes to show like a, there's a lack of responsibility that you know i'm not going to even um i'm not going to trust myself enough to know that i've learned something from this and that i can be more um discerning about my partners um yes <laughs> I'm just trying to fill more blanks for you guys listening. Well, and, and the, the, I, I do want to say that that was my my big question was her brother and Roman Polanski because yeah. no, two no, 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 no. two actual pedophiles that she defends. Isn't her brother away for sexual assault as well? By the way, Mia Farrow's got a brother who I believe was in prison for sexual assault. Am I wrong he, about yeah, that? I don't. He yeah he well, I know he was in I don't know where he's at now but he was sent to prison for it and I think she testified on his behalf and she she just what ten or fifteen years ago I don't know where this was gave some sort of testimony that Roman Polanski should be allowed back into the country with no repercussions. So I just want to say um, after I watched the whole series. I really, like I said, I think I've said this three times before. I really wanted to just get a scope of what the current discourse was on it. I found, like, again, 70% were like, this is amazing, this is terrible. It's Dylan's story, it's Dylan's time. Woody's a creep, throw away Woody. 20% was, this is a one-sided affair. And 10% was just, you know, it wasn't, wasn't good. Yeah. And um, I don't know that like, I'm thinking of the legacy of this documentary series. Is it going to do anything? I don't. I don't think it's really. I don't think it really does anything much except for emotionally drain you. Mia Farrow, she comes off like they show a lot of her, for, you know, for, for a lot of her charity work. Like they show, I didn't know she did. You know, charity work from the 70s, 60s, 80s, 1900s. She's an ambassador of this, that, and the other. Seems like propaganda. Just like, okay. You know, she's always loved kids. She's always... And I'm not I'm not saying that she's not a human being that doesn't care about other people. She obviously does. Does that also not mean that she has a fascination with just raising kids and maybe it's a bit weird? Maybe. Is it relevant? Maybe not. Some of the things they brought up about Woody Allen seems irrelevant as well about his likes and his taste. There's this whole thing about Woody Allen donated um, all these scripts that he never finished to a college. 
And one of the professors went through, they interviewed this guy, one of the professors went through and saw a thorough line of Woody Allen always having most of those themes in most of those scripts he threw away was always about, you know, uh, a disparity in age relationship. And he just found it very distasteful. And I'm just thinking to myself, but those are his throwaway scripts. Yeah, those are the ones he didn't do. <laughs> <laughs> those are the ones, yeah, that he's given away. And you're trying to use this as malicious intent. This this is the kind of evidence that they're they're showing here. Where it's really just it's not really hearsay, it's just jump into conclusions. And they show a lot of video of Woody, by the way. Yeah, with, I was just about to bring that up. And he looks out of place. He doesn't look like a a natural father, which is what he said he never was. Anyway, he just looks like he's helping out. And all that time, there was no, never one accusation of him touching any of those kids. Never. Or any of the actresses that he ever worked with. Yeah, never once. And I don't know how, you know, again, how this plays out in the rest of the the documentary. And But I wanted to get your opinion on this from what I saw. This really, I never thought of it this way before, because the, 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 the idea of Woody had an unnatural obsession with Dylan, that Woody was too affectionate to Dylan, came across to me as any father who shows affection towards his daughter is suspect, that yeah. You know, because it didn't talk about, you know, the, the, the worst thing I think that somebody brings up is is uh, uh, Dylan sucking on Woody's thumb. I've had my granddaughter suck on my nose <laughs> because she was a baby and she thought it would be funny. And she thought it was funny how I reacted. And So, let, so should we assume, by the way, that none of me as children has ever sucked her thumb? Or any of her fingers. Let's just let's just assume that. And if they did, that is highly, highly inappropriate. Isn't that right? <laughs> it's what well, if it is for him, then it is for her. And it's you know the the story about Woody was was sleeping with Dylan, and they were both in their underwear. Oh my okay. god! Oh my god! James, lock him away. <laughs> throw away the fucking key. I've never heard of something so fucking vile. Kids sleep in their underwear. <laughs> like, if it's hot, kids sleep in their underwear. I, you know, you, you take your kids swimming, you're, ba- you're in a bathing suit. It's not much more than what underwear would be. I don't know. The whole, you know, I... I but this is the, the therapist even said, yeah, this is kind of weird what he's doing. Maybe they don't like it. But the therapist said in the documentary verbatim, and it came out of me Mia's mouth herself. I took I, they went to a therapist. The doctor was concerned. He said his affection is weird and it's a weird attachment, but it is not sexual. Mm-hmm. And then after Mia said that, I said, Right, so what are you gonna say now? And then she was just like, Well, it bothered me. So wait, was, I'm like, okay, <laughs> so you just admitted the trained psychologist, therapist just said to you that this man is acting weird with his daughter maybe because he doesn't like children maybe sort of maybe he's fascinated maybe because every human on this earth doesn't show their affections in the same fucking way maybe everyone's different 
yeah but it is not inappropriate or sexual when i heard that and she was like not happy with that but then later woody has an affair with her daughter all of a sudden now oh, oh actually now he abused her i mean this is when you see things like this and there's no history it, to me it's just like take away the emotion look at the facts look at the investigations and please just woody's to this woody's had other kids now with yeah soon ying and there's never been any word of abuse and i don't think by the way soon ying has stockholm syndrome which again i'm sure no. some people seem to think for 40 years i'm sorry for 30 or 20 or however long they've been together she is also a professional as well by the way a trained mm. i think i forgot what she's a teacher or she's something. not mentally impaired the way she's constantly portrayed yeah i just i the way that you're describing it, it's the way that i felt is just it's just really distasteful and really i got that the way you were describing you know just made you feel kind of gross and sad that's how i felt listen it's disgusting that someone it's like you 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 know when you watch those movies where people have implanted memories like mm-hmm. uh, keanu reeves is a cyborg like john johnny Manoik, and they put some memories in your brain and all of a sudden you believe this that's how i see dylan mm-hmm. and then i see it's like two victims dylan and woody you turn daughter against father the father doesn't even hate the daughter for it. It's what that what, what is that? Yeah, she believes it, and I believe her that she believes it. But it didn't happen, and the courts found me innocent. So um, there's another thing they bring up. There's a um, uh, I wrote this down. Where is it? So there's a can I think I forgot what it's called. A parental manipulation. So there's this thing that they bring up where in a custody battle. When the mother cussed you with the child, they obviously they can brainwash the children against the other partner. Not always sexual abuse, just to get custody. I forgot what it's called. I'll get the term in a moment. It's a legal term for it. Parental alienation? Yeah, syndrome. parental alienation syndrome. They go into that for a whole bit why, you know, that's not a good defense as well. And, I'm, and you know, just watching documentaries, like you're just taking apart all the logic. And that's what just makes us a complete one-sided affair. So honestly, when I finish this, four part episode i was frustrated at first but then i thought you know what it's good to have it's like left wing and right wing yeah you know you know it's good you have extreme left extreme right why don't you just listen to both sides and make up your own mind everyone uh-huh. that loved this documentary thought it was amazing why don't you watch rick Wally's documentary woody allen is innocent why don't you go and read kathy young's uh uh, write up on this, which is called again, Alan V. Farrell intellectually dishonest propaganda meets emotional blackmail. Read those two articles, and then and then form. And I would like to see what someone thinks. To that point, if you go on YouTube, put in Alan V. Farrell reviews. You get a doctor. I think I brought up before. I, I think I brought up earlier in this in this uh, talk we just had, Doctor Todd Grande does an analysis of this documentary series. He's a doctor, an official doctor. He's got over half a million uh, view uh, subscribers on YouTube. And just from a, a clearly analytical point of view, not being a fan of Woody Allen, just his medical, professional and rational opinion, 
what he thinks. And I implore everyone who is willing to, to listen to his, I think it's a 25 minute video, but this is what he says at the very end, because I just want you to hear this guy has no attachment to either side. This is what he said at the end. Please go. Actually, I'll link it in the, the description of the podcast as well. But listen to the whole thing. This is his final analysis. When stepping back and looking at everything, I believe a preponderance of the evidence leads to the conclusion that Woody Allen did not sexually assault Dylan Farrell. I can understand why people could reach either conclusion. It is, of course, very possible that Dylan Farrell is recounting something that actually happened. I just don't think she is. That's just my opinion based on the evaluation of the evidence that is available. I don't know what happened, and other than a few people who are directly involved, nobody does. I find this case interesting because there are so many strong opinions when really all we have is uncertainty. In the United States, one valued legal construct is the presumption of innocence, the idea that a crime has to be proven beyond a reasonable doubt to be considered true in order for there to be consequences against the accused. Allen has been tried in the court of public opinion, not in a criminal court. His defense is credible and logical. I think what happens some of the time with certain types of allegations, like those involving sexual assault, is that they are so heinous and people are so tired of these crimes being committed that there's this thinking that maybe we can adjust the standard of guilt and that'll somehow solve the problem. The fact of the matter is that in this case, the justice system has already spoken. The allegations were unsubstantiated. Revisiting them with a one-sided documentary is not in the interest of justice or fairness. I believe it's important for survivors of sexual abuse to feel supported when making their accusations. I think most everybody agrees with that. Similarly, I think people who are falsely accused of sexual assault deserve support as well. Sexual assault is a horrible crime. Therefore, being accused of it falsely is also a horrible crime. I would hope that there would be equal measures of compassion for both types of victim. But in Woody Allen's case, that is just not the case. Because the Sunying Preven addition just muddies the waters for most human beings reacting on an emotional basis. And most uh, there's a lot of people that just don't do that. And I implore everyone that is willing to, that honestly cares about the truth, if you care about the truth, just try to get all the facts and try to listen to people on both sides because you'll be you'll be surprised to find the truth might be somewhere in the middle or you might i would say too like there's an alternate history here where the the dylan molestation thing was never mia never makes the accusation it you know uh all that's they, they just break up and the big scandal at the time was soon Yi. yeah woody hooking up with Sun Yi and how that, how Dylan won't speak to Woody because you married my sister and that's disgusting and I don't want anything to do with you. And I would watch that documentary and go, yeah, Woody's an asshole. Yeah. Woody is a complete, making it the, the, the Dylan being molested thing didn't even need to exist in order for everybody to look at Woody and say, dude, gross. And, you know, uh, it just, it, this perception of, well, you know, Woody didn't get in trouble because he's so powerful. 
<laughs> You're right. You, you you said it in the beginning. In 1992, no one gave a shit about Woody Allen. He yeah. made Husbands and Wives, which was a really good movie. You know, and after that, I think he made Manhattan Murder Mystery, which was okay. But the glory days of Annie Hall Manhattan were way behind him. They wanted to crucify him. At that time, everybody, that that was a time of splash tabloid. They were happy to see people, you know, burn, yeah. you know. And Woody Allen would have been prime for that. A young, uh, a man who cheats on his uh, supposed girlfriend with his daughter in an interracial relationship with an age disparity and then it's being investigated in two separate... It's crazy. It, it, I mean, it's yeah. ripe for condemnation. I mean, why then do you think they wanted to... If they would have pinned him, they would have pinned him. And by the way, going going back to the documentary a bit, the judge that said that... This is actually one of the most distasteful things I've heard, honestly. The judge says that there was credible evidence against Woody Allen, but I decided not to go forward with the case due to the, the strain and the stress it will cause the child. That's not how that works. <laughs> Motherfucker, if there's a predator around uh, uh, raping children or abusing children, you put that guy in fucking prison. Yeah. That's not how that works. Why would you all. let that guy go free? That makes no fucking sense. No. No, that's... I, I, I remember, I've heard that for years, that him saying that. And... By the way, before you finish, before you jump in there, at the end, the last episode of episode four, that judge sits down with Dylan and Dylan asks him in a very manipulative, emotional scene, how come you didn't take the case further? Why didn't you? And he has to sit there and, you know, an old man judge who never went forward with the case. It's just been one of my biggest regrets never to go forward. You know, I did it. Fuck you. Yes. I mean, first of all, it's it's completely unprofessional for him to appear in a documentary in that kind of a moment. So so uh, says you, James. It's twenty twenty one. But again, that's 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 like um, you know, if you, there was a documentary from like maybe twenty years ago about the Roman Polanski thing, and uh, Roman Polanski actually appears in it. He gets interviewed. He's a big part of it, and. The documentary does not go light on him, but it looks at the judge in the case who suddenly was getting all of this attention, who wanted to be a media figure, who made they made an arrangement with Roman Polanski. Roman Polanski did serve jail time and he was supposed to go and he was supposed to serve just this time and then get out. And then suddenly the judge was like, oh, wait. You know, I, I can stay in the spotlight if I keep this going. So I'm going to change my mind and I'm going to sentence you to, you know, 20 years or whatever. And that's when Roman Polanski flees. Fled. Yeah. And this feels like a similar thing. This judge going, you know, okay, well, you know, I'm I'm wowed by these celebrities. I'm I'm really, you know, starstruck by these celebrities, and uh, oh God, how do I, how do I choose between them? Because they're both, you know, I, I know I'm going to say that he did it, but I'm not going to proceed because I'm going to spare the child. He, Woody, if he was guilty, he could have gone on to try and regain some visitation rights and then he could have hurt Dylan further. This judge, you're right. This judge is a piece of shit. It's obvious that he lost the case. But he's like, I gotta say face. 
Like I can't just if I lose the case and say that we don't have enough evidence, they're just gonna label me as another arsehole. But so let me just say that I would if I could, but you know, uh, I'm trying to spare the child, trying to spare the child the pain. So yeah, I'll let this go. Oh, and he also said that, but but in future, if you wanna if you wanna go forward with this, I'll be right there for with you. What? Yeah, not how that works. So I mean, um. Is there anything I'm trying to go over? Is there anything else? I'm sure I'm, I'm missing something. Ronan Farrell, you know, honestly, I actually thought it was going to be a bit more... I thought it was going to shove himself a bit more in this documentary than he actually did. But no, it's more Mia Farrell and Dylan are the two the two biggest focuses on this. You find that at the end that Dylan Farrell had a kid and, you know, she talks about her experiences as a mother and how she kind of sees herself with a mother. And then at the end, they say Dylan's now a a young author writing fantasy novels. I'm like, okay, yeah, I like promote her stuff. That's cool. Mia Farrell is a philanthropist and a, a world leader and, and okay, that's that's cool. And you know, Kumbaya and these are heroes yeah. and this is unjust and Woody Allen just that one card. Woody Allen denies everything, denied to comment. That it it's 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 as Woody Allen said, it's it is a bit of a hatchet job. It is and I am I really did like that other documentary did on the record against Russell Simmons because again they had pretty much the actual evidence, which yeah. I already look, I already spoke about that on YouTube. That's why I don't want to be a hypocrite and say that I don't think these guys are malicious. I don't think that their hearts weren't in the right place. I just think they have complete tunnel vision and bias and have no interest in this case. They just see they spoke to didn't see her feel her genuine pain that is based off manipulation in my opinion and just thought you know what we're just all on your side we just need to discredit everything else after we do the show let's do a four episode podcast let's just keep this going dylan 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 and i'm just like you know your your foundation is based on manipulation which is sad and it kind of does you guys a disservice because you've done you've executed this in an in a in a manipulative way emotionally as well so that's why you know this documentary series i don't think it's gonna i don't think it is truly honest well i like i've said before when we talked about it i think on the marriage story podcast when i got hbo max i saw that they had the finding neverland documentary and i heard all you know all about it and i was like okay maybe i'll sit down and i'll watch this and I watched it, and I already had my opinion that Michael Jackson probably was a child molester, and even if he wasn't, he was in highly inappropriate with children. Mm-hmm. And I sat down, and I watched this documentary, and at the end of it, I came away, and I was like, oh, he did it. He definitely did it. He's a monster. He's this. He's that. And, you know, I was sort of looking at stuff on uh, on Google, and I came across uh, quotes from Michael Jackson's family. And his you know his family said and this is what what struck me they never even asked to talk to us and that made me suddenly realize i was manipulated i watched this thing and i was i had a preconceived idea before i went into it and whether michael jackson is guilty or not i was manipulated into 
seeing something from one side, from only one point of view, without analysis, without uh, with just that little card at the end. Michael Jackson says he never did anything. And when I saw the trailer, I thought, there's no interviews with Diane Keaton. There's no interviews with, you know, the the many actors who have defended Woody and who said, I don't think he would do this. I, I know him. I knew him at the time. Woody wouldn't have done that. They never bring up the fact that, you know, the, the way that these guys go down, Harvey Weinstein and Bill Cosby and Kevin Spacey and all these guys, the way they go down is you get one person who comes out against them and says that, you know, he did this to me and then another and then another and then another, you know, Bill Cosby, I think it was like 50, 60 women at the end. And so you go, okay, that's, that's some pretty good evidence. That's a lot of women who have the same story that they're telling. And like you said earlier, one accusation against Woody and only one, no further people came out. He did this to me. He did that to me. Nobody else has ever said that. And this being a pedophile that just doesn't strike me as a thing that you do once that's what the doctor said in his analysis and, and you know the, again going back that's to based the, off the science and the statistics and previous crimes that is, it's just more often than not way more often than not uh, these are repeat offenders it's like a chronic feeling they can't fight and it's pervasive through these criminals lives and to say Woody Allen did this at this very specific time under this very specific circumstance when he was being hated, when again Woody Allen has shown that there's a song that Mia loved called "In the Attic" where she was talking about yeah. someone. I mean, where, where is this? That didn't come up. I, I actually think they might have quickly shown a card of Woody Allen saying that, and you know, just a quick one-two, just show yeah. it, and just you know, just don't go into that though. Just show it. So we can say, oh, we did our due diligence. We were we were unbiased. And, you know, I, I think both of us, and, and I would hope anybody, would look at Dylan and wish her the best. I'm going to I'm gonna wrap this up. I'll let you finish yeah. your thought, and I'm going to wrap this up in a second. So You know, I, I, I feel bad for her. I think anybody should feel bad for her and what she's been through. And um, this whole thing is just, uh, it's really... It feels like a very ugly manipulation of a tragedy. And it, it is a tragedy, whatever the actual truth is, whether Dylan was molested or whether Dylan was had that implanted into her head by a vengeful mother. Either way, it's a tragedy. And either way, she's a victim. And um, I feel nothing but, but sympathy towards her. But I think that she is being manipulated by her mother by her brother and the media is going along with it and nobody is interested in what the actual truth is i think the the thing that i always think about that sums it up best is some interview that was happening and natalie portman looks right at the camera and says dylan i believe you and i just remember thinking what the fuck do you know you know, you don't know her. You you had a, a tiny little part in a Woody Allen movie in 1996. You don't know anything about the actual facts. Why does she believe her, James? Let me ask you that question. 
because it's it, because it was the popular thing for her to say because it was the in thing for her to say and and that sounds cynical that sounds like you know well you're saying that she was lying or that she was whatever no i'm saying that this has become the narrative and i am happy to see that there is a pushback against it where you know believe all women no listen to all women but you can't believe every person's accusation against another because there's going to be a percentage of them that are lying or that are crazy or that have been manipulated. There's going to be a certain percentage of quote unquote abusers who didn't do it. And you can't crucify everybody based entirely on accusation. You have to have actual hard evidence. And that's not a popular thing to say anymore. But that's justice. Uh, yeah. To wrap this up, did they uh, did they do a good job? You know, do do I think the directors did a good job of what they wanted to do? My main problem about the documentary is I think the marketing marketed it as one thing, and it's another. If this was called the Pharaoh side of the story or something like that, I probably wouldn't care. I would know what to expect not to watch it. But when they called it Alan V. Farrell, it sounds like a court case where you're going to hear both sides. You don't. You hear one side and they they do their best to debunk every piece of objective criticism or information or evidence that's been used to defend Woody Allen. They just disprove it. They try to bring links to things to, to say Woody Allen is something that hasn't been legally or officially proven. And they use Dylan Farrell's pain as the foundation of the storyline as well, which is horrible. Anyone, I would just say, anyone who even finished listening to us talk about this to this far, if you've inclined to even try to get more information, again, I, I said it multiple times, watch Rick Worley's documentary on YouTube. It's called Woody Allen is Innocent. If you've already seen this series, again, what uh, read Kathy Young's uh, a, a post on this again called Alan V. Farrell intellectually dishonest propaganda meets emotional blackmail and hear a doctor talk about this who has no skin in the game Dr. Todd Grande analyzing each episode from his professional opinion and you already heard his conclusion but just try to see both sides earlier I said that I don't like defending Woody Allen that's because I don't like some of his actions, but I have to defend heinous accusations that I feel are completely unjust. I don't want to because I think Woody Allen's kind of cringy and he's, you know, him and Sunni's, I don't like what they did, you know, I don't like how the relationship came about, but I don't think he's a paedophile, a criminal, and in fact, I do believe he's empowered a lot of women through his storytelling. I think he's done some really good movies and I think the situation with Mia Farrell is unjust. So therefore, you know, unwittingly, I kind of have to defend him <laughs> even though I don't really want to, but it is what it is. You listening might disagree with me, might just want to hear us talk about it and think you guys are fucking men, you guys, you're just assholes, you don't care about Din's story, you don't care about Din, believe her, believe her, you know, look at her face, hear her voice, she has to, she can't be lying. I don't think she is lying. That's the thing. I think she was manipulated. 
and she said in that documentary you're not allowed to tell me my truth but your her reality is is warped in my opinion and that's why the cases were thrown out so you know that's my belief that's my opinion and everybody's entitled to their own i didn't like the documentary series i found it a slog to watch i think they were one-sided that's my opinion guys i'll be very happy to hear yours did you watch the whole thing are you gonna watch the whole thing uh let us know in the comments down below james i appreciate the fact you watched one episode i honestly don't think you have to watch watch more than one because they didn't bring any new information they just reiterated old stuff show the video mia farrell created saying what we already know that didn't said and then there's video there's audio recordings of uh mia farrell and woody allen going back and forth about soon ying which are horrible to listen to on both sides that's it everything else you know everything else people shitting on woody and praising him it's just all a big dysfunctional mess and honestly i'm glad to be done with it and i you know i i hope you guys enjoyed the conversation listening but i'm sorry for being so scatterbrained it was a hard watch for many reasons yeah i i you know just a quick little defense of us the podcast is mostly about woody allen's work or work that was inspired by woody allen if we didn't talk about artists who have shady pasts we wouldn't talk about very many artists and you can't like, you can't only watch movies or listen to music or read books or whatever by people who were entirely nice people and, uh, and never did anything wrong because you got to get rid of Alfred Hitchcock. You got to get rid of Charlie Chaplin. You got to get rid of so many amazing people who contributed so much to film and whatever your opinion on Woody is, if you just look at his movies objectively, you can be a fan of his movies and not of him as a person. And, you know, you've said that you don't like what he did. I don't like what he did with Sunyi. But Annie Hall's a great movie. So I, I don't think that we're wrong to be fans of his work. I think I should say this because I haven't said this. I haven't said this in a long time. If I believed Woody Allen molested Dylan Farrell, I would not watch his movies. I wouldn't have done the podcast. So if you guys need to hear me say that, I can separate the art from the art, but sometimes there's a line, and that line would have been crossed. I don't believe Woody Allen is guilty of any sexual impropriety, and that's one of the reasons why I'm, I'm a supporter of his not only his work, but of his innocence. So if I have to say that point blank, you heard it here. It's been a while since I said that. I thought yeah. I might as well just say it for the record. Yeah, I, I, I would, I'd be a little bit more lenient. I mean, I'm, I wouldn't watch anything now that Kevin Spacey did, but am I never going to watch The, the Usual Suspects or Seven or American Beauty again? No, those are great movies. So yeah I, I i don't think that i'd be excited about any new woody allen movies if i thought he's a child molester but as i brought i mean charlie chaplin had a wife that was 15 years old i mean there are artists who i love their work but they were creeps i i appreciate you saying that james because let's be let's be real let's be real there's some people that think woody allen did it and still watch his movies mm -hmm. and we'll never know who those people are there's some people that 
love Woody Allen regardless. There's some people that don't give a shit either way. Either yeah. way, they just don't care. They're not interested at all. There's all in between. Every which way, all in between. So, but, you know, it's, it is hard being a Woody Allen fan. I will say that because if you say you like Woody Allen films, this is what, you know, you're going to get response. You like a pedophile. You like mm-hmm. him. He married his daughter. Like, how could you support him? Da, 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 da. Just a variation of those. And it's just, that's not going to change. That's never going to change now. And I'm thinking, just to wrap this up again, 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 what's the legacy of the documentary? Do I think, how do I think the future of Woody and this, is it still going to go on? Do I think this is the end? Well, not really, just because I feel like Ronan and Mia and Dylan got this wheel turning now. And they're always, whenever Woody comes out of a project, I'm sure they'll be ready to kind of just throw out the little blogs, little digs, little audio. I think they're in media mode now. Like they've got a lot of circulation. They've got a lot of publications. It's not really going to stop. Woody's the one that got away and they'll just keep doing it until he dies. So in that sense, I do feel bad for Woody because it's always brought up. He was exonerated, but still he just keeps on getting it, getting it, getting it. It doesn't matter what his wife says. Sunin says, doesn't matter what Moses says, doesn't matter how people, it, none, nothing else matters except for, you know, believing the victim under any circumstance, which is just crazy. But, you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, James, <laughs> that was our discussion. Very scatterbrained discussion on uh, Alan V. Farrell, V. Half-Truths. Getting back, we're going to get back to just talking about movies now. Yeah. James, um, we said we were going to talk about um, the before saga, before sunrise, before sunset, before midnight. I'm thinking now, I said we should just do the first two. I'm thinking we're going to do all three at the same time now. <laughs> yeah. I just think let's just get it all. Let's, it'll be a long recording, but let's just do all three at once. There's no point separating it now. So next month we're going to be talking. Yeah, sorry, guys. It's going to be next month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just because of my time I just don't have time to do another podcast this month with everything else we're going to get back to Woody adjacent if you don't know Richard Linklater's movies, the before trilogy before sunrise, before sunset before midnight, those are the three movies we're going to talk about, it's a trilogy a great trilogy I see a lot of Woody in that trilogy, I love that trilogy so much, so much good things to say about it Sorry, I kind of spoiled my uh, my stance in it. But you know what, James? I'm about to rewatch it. And I haven't rewatched all three films in probably five or six years. So maybe things will change on our next discussion. I, I'm I'm very much looking forward to the first two. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you wholeheartedly. It's going to be a great conversation. So, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Again, leave a comment on our YouTube page, on our podcast page. I'll put links to all of the other things i mentioned before multiple times in the podcast description i think it's really important this time that i put the links there but james where can the people find you if they want to get in contact with you give us all your details as you always do sir uh, i am on uh, manic-expression.com and you can always find uh, my books on amazon i want to give a special shout out to the woody allen subreddit page you can go there for all the Woody Allen news. They had massive, long discussions on the documentary series. I was going back and forth. I was reading a lot of stuff. I couldn't. I didn't really want to bring up a lot of that stuff in this discussion because it would just be four hours. Just go to uh, Reddit r slash Woody Allen and you could just continue the conversation there. Thanks for letting us share the conversation there. 
Shout out to Woody Allen Pages, another good fan site resource for all Woody Allen trivia, watches, guides, news, and everything else. But on that note, guys, that's enough sign out from me. We'll see you on the next recording. Don't forget to leave an iTunes review. They help us a hell of a lot. But on this episode, maybe, maybe, maybe don't leave a review on this one. This was a very contentious episode. Review and everything else. <laughs> oh. And yeah, sorry for sounding more upbeat at the end. We did take this conversation seriously, the themes seriously. We might have taken bits of it in just here and there, but we honestly take sexual assault, the claims here, and everything regarding Woody Allen, Mia Farrell, Dylan Farrell, very seriously. Thanks for listening, guys. Share your thoughts. Be considerate. Be honest. Look at both sides. We are glad this is behind us, James. Yeah. Let's just, uh, let's keep it moving. Thanks for listening, guys. Stay safe.